Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bearing the Burdens podcast. I am your host, uh, Pastor and Rabbi Billy Elias, and I am very pleased that you are tuning in um, for this episode, which is actually Day 12, Yo Shepim Asada, in Hebrew, Day 12 of Bearing the Burdens Study Devotional Overview. Um, so on Day 11, we departed from Galatians and we went to the phrase that Jesus spoke um, you know, about, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Um, so when we talk about that, when we, you know, obviously when we, we translate that in Hebrew, it, it's, you know, it pretty much is going to say the same thing. There's not much difference. Um, but one of the things that right off the bat that I like in verse 28, he says, come to me. Right? That's a great commandment, isn't it? That is a great commandment. And he says in Hebrew, it's turn to me or approach me. Um, and so when we look at this and, and, and we, we translate the word, the, the phrase come to me, to turn to me, obviously he's telling us something. Okay? He's telling us to turn away from whatever it is that's causing um, the bondage, that's causing the burdens, that's causing the exhaustion, that's that's interfering in our life, our spiritual life and our soul, not even our walk with him, but interfering with how he has desired to make us live, um, wants us to live, so this is a, this is, you know, yes, it is a discipline, of course, and this is a step towards discipleship, but this is a step to freedom before anything else. So turning to Him means to turn away from the things that we spoke about in day eleven, and we're going to touch on those a little bit more, um, and. You know, it's important, again, to know straight away that he is telling us it's a commandment. Like I said, this is important. So he says, turn to me, all who are weary. Okay, so by turning to him and turning away from the things that weary us and burden us, he's going to give us rest. Now, some people um, tend to think that when you look at this where it says, turn to me, um, some people have taught it that it implies standing before a judge, you know, or going to like a court official. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Um, because if there is a word picture for this, um, when he says, turn to me or, you know, approach me to come to me, the the word picture if there was a word picture, it w would resemble um, a picture of a child 
that's learning to walk, stumbling into dad's outstretched arms. And if you've had children, you've seen that, you all know that. You put your hands out and you come to me, come on, come on, come on. And you watch your little baby stumble, take those steps. Then the body weight starts to take over. Then the steps get quicker and quicker. And by the time they get to you, they're basically falling. Um, And and I, I think that is what the picture is. You know, after you turn away from those things that burden you and and keep you in bondage, you start to walk, but it's not going to be easy. Right? It's the baby walk. Literally the baby steps. So when Messiah says these things, you know, and and I, I think I said this earlier, it's more than just about learning to walk or a maturity spiritually. Um, I think it's about trust. And when we turn to him and begin to walk to him, it's certainly an act of worship. You know, one of the things uh, when I first got saved, I I memorized Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I did put it into uh, day 12 here because I think it's just, I, I just love this scripture above Paul. And it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And, you know, we talk a lot about worship in the church. And really what is always thought of when we mention worship is um, musical worship and uh, instruments and singing and yes of course that's worship but there's a lot more to it that I don't think is explained enough in the in, in Christendom today and I certainly don't think it's practiced a lot right so you know he says Paul reminds us that when we present our bodies through the to the mercies of God and we present ourselves as a living and holy sacrifice, this is our spiritual service of worship. So when we turn to him and we walk towards him, we stumble towards him like a baby to a father, what we're doing is we're presenting our body as a living sacrifice. In other words, all of that junk that we're turning to him with now becomes a sacrifice. It's a preparation, isn't it? The turning to him is a way of us saying to God, saying to Hashem, I am ready to give all of this to you, Kodesh lo Adonai, holy unto you. All this junk, the bondage, the burdens, all this junk that has me in captivity, I'm giving to you. Because I'm turning away from it. I don't want it anymore. You know, and when we turn and we go to God, we're bringing to him all that we are. Okay, and this includes sins and sorrows. And, you know, one of the things that I, 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 I you know, think is very important too as well because you know I don't I don't know statistically what the drug culture is like um 
in the 21st century as opposed to what it was like at the latter half of the 20th century. Um, you know, I, I know that I would tend to think, I don't know the statistics, that it is beyond, I think it's probably, I would tend to think it's the worst it's been in the history of the United States. Um, so, you know, when we talk about that drug culture, you know, there's three things. I, I believe that there's three reasons for bondage. And I really do believe that there's three reasons that people get addicted. Um, three main reasons. And of course, not, not with everybody, but what is it that drives somebody to do drugs? What is it that drives somebody to use something to get away? You know, what is it that drives addiction? You know, whatever it be, whether it be gambling, whether it be um, sex, whether it be um, drugs, you know, whatever different type of addiction, food, right? Um, gluttony, which is rarely ever spoken about anymore. Whatever it is that drives that addictive behavior or the destructive behavior that can not only, you know, really interfere with a walk with God but and, and not only cheat and tarnish and assault our souls and our spirits, but these things can, some of them can become deadly. Literally, you can die. Um, so when we look at these things, and it's important for us to know that when we turn and we go to God, what we're doing is we're bringing our bad habits and our lifestyles. You see, and it's, it's not only that, but these things, the cause and effect of environment, the cause and effect of behavior, the cause and effect of trauma or events in somebody's life, um, are developed as a means of protecting ourselves in three ways, right? We want to self-protect, we want to self-gratify, and we want to self-glorify. So, you know, on day 11, the last episode, we, we spoke a lot about the excruciating weight, remember? And as we undertake our burdens and the, the strenuous fatiguing labor, um, and what we're doing now is we're going to go a little bit deeper into the relationship and the sacrifice and the worship. And I think, you know, one of the most overused, not overused, wrong, that's a wrong term. One of the most used scriptures that's used out of context um, happens to be in John 8, 31 and 32. And I, and I say that because... You know, in this, we want to focus on the good part, but we don't want to focus on the prerequisite. So when we memorize certain scriptures, what actually is starting to happen, well, it's been happening in Christendom, is we, met, we, we, will, met, we, will, um, we will memorize the good part, but we're going to leave the bad, not the bad part, but we're going to leave the hard part out. So on John chapter 8, 31 and 32, I really do believe that, you know, the desires of man to protect himself, to gratify himself and to glorify himself are met and spoken of in John 8, 31 and 32. And it says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word then you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. You see, we have to, we love the fact that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. We love that, right? That, that's easy. Because if I know God, I know the truth and the truth will set me free. But that's not what Jesus said, right? We, we always leave out the clause. And it says, if you continue, if you continue, in other words, you've turned to me, you must continue to walk to me and stumble to me until you can walk on your own, and at which time we will continue to do other things, right? It's those first steps, and it never stops. We never stop stumbling because we can walk to him and then learn how to walk and then learn how to run, and then the next thing you know, God brings something else up from our past, that is about, you know, self-protection, self-gratification, self-glorification. And then the stumbling process starts all over again. And the big thing it says here is he was saying to the Jews who believed him. Pastor Billy will continue his message in just a moment. If you would like more information about sermon series, books, and other study materials, you can call us at 732-314-1956. Or you can email us at elanrestoration at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook for Shabbat and service times. And now we conclude today's message with Rabbi Billy. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And, that, and so when we continue in his word, it goes back to what Paul was saying in Romans 12.1. By continuing in his word... Through the mercies of God, we present our bodies as living and holy sacrifice, right? Because that's the spiritual service of worship. So we have to know that if we want to know the truth and that truth will set us free, that we have to continue in Hashem's word and we have to continue to be the, his Tomidim, his disciples, which is why I believe that Paul, you know, talks about the Christian walk as a marathon. You know, because this is a day in and day out relationship. You know, from our first steps as a new believer to our first mile as a mature believer to the marathon as a seasoned leader ministering to believers. We must continue to walk, we must continue to listen, and we must continue to learn. So today's question is this, can you identify the areas that might be of harm to you and those you minister to? Is the need to self-protect, self-glorify, and self-gratify under check? If not, could this be the reason for your weariness? So as always, thank you for tuning in. Um, It is a blessing to know that people are listening to the podcast and they are being blessed by it. So as always, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah, we pray. Amen. 
You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace. Yeah,